Good morning and Merry Christmas, Lake Point family. I know this is not usually how we do sermons. It's actually the first time we've ever done a video sermon while the guy doing the video in the sermon isn't in the room and everybody else is. So I want to thank Matt for leading us in worship today and all of our team for leading us on Christmas Eve services, two beautiful services. Our family got to watch from home and we were very, very thankful for that. Everybody is uh, beginning to not just feel a lot like Christmas, but beginning to feel um, a lot better. Uh, lots of toys in the Herald household, even got a new vest for Christmas. Uh, so as you can tell, I'm out here on my back porch and uh, just wanted to share um, the day, Sunday after Christmas devotion with you today. Um, we hope and pray that all of your families had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas gathering yesterday um, and are still remembering the birth of our Savior and are still celebrating what Jesus has done, what he has promised to continue to do while we're here, um, and uh, for all of us that believe in him, for what he has promised to do in the future as he has promised to come back for all of us. So on this Sunday, December 26, uh, we want to invite you to join us by opening a Bible or a device or a text, whatever you got nearby, to Luke's Gospel, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. We're going to be reading verses 25 to 35. Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. As we're finishing up the Christmas season, as we have finished the Advent season, we're going to be reading a passage about two individuals that were in the temple right after the birth of Jesus. To me, these are going to give us a number of things that we can do, uh, both now that Christmas is over. So if anybody's like, all right, Christmas has come, it's gone. Now what do we do? We have a few things for that. But also, y'all, as we're preparing for a new year, 2022 is right around the corner, and we are very excited to see what it has, and for a lot of us, what it does not have in store. Um, so today we're going to be looking at a guy named Simeon, Simeon and a lady named Anna, and some things that I believe the Lord has shown me over the years through their testimony, their example, and their witness, um, and I pray that it can show all of you as well. So let's read this this morning, Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. The scripture says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents, this is Mary and Joseph, when the parents brought the child Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, and this is Simeon saying this, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother, this is Jesus's father and mother, Mary and Joseph, his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. Can you imagine? They had just left the manger scene. They had just left Jerusalem. They've had a crazy, crazy couple of weeks, really just a crazy couple of days. And Simeon blessed them, blessed the parents, and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. This powerful example of a man named Simeon 
is something that all of us can still study and learn from today. To me, I've got four things that I believe Simeon did well uh, that I can continue to do well or try my best to do, just like all of us can do now that Christmas is over and for also all of us as we're preparing for a new year. First, this man Simeon waited on the Lord. He waited on the Lord. He never stopped waiting on the Lord. He continued to trust. It said he was advanced in years and the Lord had promised him something that would happen before he went on to be in glory. Simeon continued to wait on the Lord. I know that for a lot of us, including my own household, especially in the last just few days, a lot of our staff at church, a lot of different things have been going on when it comes to health and everybody trying to stay healthy. Y'all, there's a lot of waiting on the Lord taking place. I want to encourage you right now. If you've been waiting on the Lord for all of 2021, or some of you have been waiting on him longer than that, continue to do that. Something happens with our faith. Something happens within us when we choose to put our hope and trust in the Lord and what he has promised and who he is. Wait on him. The scripture says, for those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. What does that mean? Y'all, I've always told people, and I truly believe this, that when we wait on the Lord, sometimes we will wait as if we were soaring on wings of eagles above everything else. Everything's going the way we thought it would go. It couldn't get any better. There are other times when we're waiting on the Lord where we're just running our race. You know, I'm staying in my lane. I'm doing my part, focused on the end to get to where God has called me to be. But y'all, for all of us at different seasons of life, and some maybe even right now here in this, some of the most difficult and yet the most rewarding waiting on the Lord times can come when we're just barely putting one foot in front of the other, when we're choosing to wait on him for enough strength to put the next foot on the ground. Wait on the Lord for he is good and he has promised his presence with us while we wait. Second, Simeon listened to the Holy Spirit. Something happens naturally as followers of Jesus Christ who are filled with the Holy Spirit when we listen to the Holy Spirit. When's the last time in your prayer life with your own family, if you're married or you have any children or you have a close friend, when's the last time in a conversation you had a conversation about the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life? Sometimes in pop culture, we'll say, oh, my conscience or different things inside of me or my mind. Y'all, as Christians, I want us to push past a lot of that. We all have the conscience. We all have a lot of that going on. But I want us to take just a few moments and experience what it means to be followers of Jesus through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If you have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord of your life and he lives within you, then the Holy Spirit is at work and the Holy Spirit will lead God and direct you. The Holy Spirit, once he comes in, y'all, he doesn't go back out. So it's up to us to acknowledge his presence and yield to his leadership. Simeon did this. He chose to wait on the Lord and trust in listen to the Holy Spirit. So for you today, this Sunday after Christmas, I invite you to take a few moments, sometime today, sometime this evening, when you get a little bit of quiet time, to ask the Lord about this very idea. Lord, this Holy Spirit that is living within me, Lord, the power that is in the Holy Spirit, may I listen to what you are calling me to do. We've got stories we're going to be sharing this next semester of men and women here at Lake Point that are listening to the Holy Spirit. And y'all, the Holy Spirit is moving moving folks all over the place. We've got a, a guy at our church. He's been to Honduras in the last couple of weeks, and the Lord is doing a miraculous, 
very, very cool thing down there. We've got other families who are getting ready to go up to Kentucky in a few weeks because they feel the Lord is leading them, even just for a week or so, just a short period of time to go up and serve. We have other folks that are getting ready to go back into the classroom, students and teachers alike. Wherever you go, if you go under the banner of Jesus, if you go trusting as a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit goes with you. Are you listening to what the Lord is saying through the Holy Spirit? Ask him, ask him to move and to show. Third, Simeon never stopped going to church, y'all. This guy was up in years and yet he continued to go to church. Something happens when Christians gather together. That's one of the main reasons we're doing a video right now. I can't even be in the room along with some of the other folks that I tried to get in to come and live preach, but we have decided as a church, man, we need to gather. Something happens when the body of Christ can gather together, both in the building and for many today and in other times in the last couple of years virtually. Something happens when we gather together. We are the bride of Christ in the church. Y'all, I'm so excited about the news that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks about a church property we've been looking at, things that we cannot begin to make up. I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up or make these things fall into place like they are, but the Lord is doing things that we cannot explain. And we have committed here at Lake Point Church to always give him the credit and the glory for everything that takes place. You and I, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ like I am, are a part of the bride of Christ. Now that's both little C church, like each individual little church out there. We got the Methodists and the Baptists, Presbyterians and the Lake Pointers. You know, we got all of us in there, but also the big C church. The universal church, every confessing follower of Jesus Christ around the world, we need to gather together. If you haven't noticed, there's a lot of things, people, principalities, stuff in the world that isn't a big fan of the church or followers of Jesus, which is why we as followers of Jesus need to commit to always gathering together. The early church was grown by leaps and bounds. It wasn't because they had buildings or sound systems or dynamic speakers, although those guys were laying it down when it came to the speaking. Y'all, it was because they were gathering under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. They were waiting on the Lord and they knew who they were in Christ. Simeon never stopped going to church. He never got to an age where he said, and now I'm retiring out of serving the Lord. He always served faithfully in the temple, waiting on the Lord to move. You and I are a part of God's church. I would encourage you to continue to gather and celebrate who he is and what he has done. The fourth and final thing I want us to see from Simeon is that Simeon chose to bless others with God's word and God's love. He blessed others with God's word and God's love. If you are reading God's word and you love the Lord, I would encourage you to find someone today or this week that you can bless by that. At first, it might be unnatural if you've never done this before. You read some passages in the morning, read a couple of verses, spend a little time in prayer, ask the Lord at the end of that, Lord, allow me to share this with someone else today who needs it. I promise you this, you will find someone who needs it. Doesn't matter if you're going into the third grade classroom, you're going into a hospital, or you're going into a jail to work with folks, or you're the person being put in the jail. We don't, wherever you are on that spectrum, we know that when we trust in God's word and we love him, he will allow us the chance to share this with other people. Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph by sharing God's word with them. They knew God's word. They had just experienced miracles that had never taken place on the earth before. And yet the scripture says that when he spoke to them, something happened. 
Share the word of the Lord with those around you, with your kids, with your grandkids, if you got them, with those at church, with those that you work with, with your neighbors. Share the love of Christ with those you meet this week. No better way to start 2022. The passage goes on in verses 36 to 38. It says, There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from which she was a virgin. And then as a widow, until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to who all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. See, our scripture doesn't just focus on what this man Simeon does. It highlights what this woman of faith, Anna, also did. For Anna was a woman who was also waiting on the Lord. She also listened to the Holy Spirit. She was also in the church and she chose to bless others. I've got three other things I want to share with you that Anna did that we can also learn from today as well. First, when it comes to Anna, she never stopped serving. She never stopped serving. She was 84 years old and she continued to serve. Regardless of your age today, I want you to know that the Lord wants to use you to advance his kingdom in the world around you. When you choose to say to the Lord, let me be a servant of yours today, things will begin to happen that you cannot explain. The Lord wants all of his children to be his servants. Anna never stopped serving the Lord. Some of the greatest servants I have ever known, some of the folks that have pointed me to Jesus, who he is and what he has done the most in my life, have been folks who have actually been quite advanced in years, 84 and up. Why? Because they never stopped serving the Lord. They never got to a place where they said, you know, I I think I'm done serving him. They chose to continue to lift up his name. So again, whether you're in first grade or you're 84 years old, ask the Lord as you're getting ready to begin 2022, Lord, where might I serve you this year? We need servants in the building. We need servants in the local church. We need servants in the community. We need servants of Christ. Jesus said to those sheep who call on his name one day, And he said, you serve me all the time. Remember what he said? They said, when do we serve you? He said, you did that when you gave a cup of cool water, when I was thirsty, when I was hungry and you fed me, when I was cold and naked and you gave me clothing, when I was lonely and you visited me. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve him. For I think there are times where even entertain angels themselves without knowing it. Because when we serve, we are being like Jesus. Second, Anna never stopped worshiping, fasting, and praying. This lady loved to worship. She loved to fast and she loved to pray. I'm not going to ask everybody to enter into a seven-day or 14-day fast or anything like that, but I will ask you to consider these things and building them into your daily life as you begin another year. Worship the Lord every day. Spend regular time fasting. That can be physical food. It can be other things on your plate, but spend time thinking about things in your life that you can remove that are distracting you from the Lord and things that you can bring into your life that will point you more towards the Lord. And spend time in prayer. When we worship, when we fast, and when we pray, we become more like Jesus. Why? Because we're spending more time with him. The more time you spend with him, the more time you're going to want to spend with him. And the more you will become like him. Anna never stopped worshiping, fasting, or praying, for she loved the Lord and she loved serving his people. Third, and the last thing for today, 
Anna continually gave thanks. She continually gave thanks in the temple. And here at the very end, it says that she continued to give thanks to the Lord, even though y'all, I mean, we're not gonna go on all the details. She hadn't had the easiest of lives, but she always thanked the Lord for doing what he had done in her life. Give thanks in all circumstances. Scripture says in everything we're to give thanks. Does it mean that everything is good? No, no, no. Not, I don't, there's a lot of things that aren't good. There are a lot of things that happen every day that make me and very likely many of you go, I, this isn't making me very happy. You know, when it comes to like happy or not happy scale, maybe not on the not happy scale. I don't think the Lord's wanting us just to go around with blinders on, acting like there's not, nothing difficult in the world around us. But y'all, I can tell you from my own experience, Something happens within me, within my heart, within my mind, within my soul, when I choose to give thanks in all things. Even though all things are not good, when I choose to say to the Lord in all things, Lord, I will trust you, I will follow you, I will give you glory for giving me the things I need to get through this moment. There's an old saying, the Lord hadn't brought me into a storm that he hadn't brought me out of yet. Y'all, he has walked with me and walked with many of you for years and years and years. Are we thanking him for doing what only he can do? Spend time today thanking the Lord. Spend time this week as you're getting ready for a new year thanking the Lord. If you're struggling with things that you're to be thankful for, my old pastor Steve Powers used to say, take a piece of paper, fold a hot dog style, open that thing up, write the things you're not thankful for on one side and the things that you're thankful for on the other side. Don't stop writing the thankful list until it outweighs the not thankful list. Simple principle, but I can promise you this. Something will happen when you dwell more on what the Lord has done, what he has fulfilled, and what he has promised. Thank him for doing what he has done. Be specific. Y'all, as we um, are how now having the last, um, the last Sunday service <clears throat> excuse me, in 2021, I want to thank you for your faith, for your giving, for your encouragement, for your friendship for inviting us to our church, for serving the Lord, for sharing his word and his love with me and my family and for so many others. You have been a blessing to the Heralds and the Heralds are very, very grateful. We're praying for you today. We're praying for decisions that are gonna be made right now in the building and some that might be watching this later online during the week, that as we all commit together in this moment to serve the Lord and trust him in 2022, like we did in 2021 and 2020, that we would love him and love one another well. My family's gonna continue to pray. We're gonna continue to trust. We're gonna continue to seek the Lord and serving him in the decisions that are made. And we are thankful to have that chance to do that with you as well. If you don't know the Lord as well as Simeon and Anna, even if you've been in church for a while, if it's one of your first times back in church, you're getting ready to start back this next week. So like, you know what? New year, new habits. I'm going to change some things up. I would invite you to have a conversation with him. I promise you this. He'll never turn down a chance to have a conversation with one of his children. Introduce yourself. If I or my family, somebody else in our church staff, anybody else in our church family could help you with a decision, let us know. We want to serve the Lord together in the last few days here in 2021 and every day in 2022. Why don't you pray with me as the praise team comes back up. Lord, we thank you today for promising to meet us right where we are in life. I thank you for the examples of men like Simeon and women like Anna in the New Testament 
Lord, for Mary and Joseph, they had just been through such a crazy time with the manger and Bethlehem and shepherds and angels and taxes. And yet they get back to the temple. They get back to the tradition. They get back to, to the things that they know and they understand. And you meet them there as well. You meet them there through a man and a woman who love you, loved you then and love you now. Lord, they loved you and shared you with those around them. Lord, I want to be like that this week. I want to be like that this year. I want to listen to you more. I want to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit more, Lord. I want to worship and fast and pray more and serve more. I want to be your church, Lord, every day. We thank you, God, for doing the things that we cannot do, for having answers to questions that we don't understand, and for always promising to walk with us every step of the way. Lord, there are those listening right now that very likely feel like this year, there's probably a few, feel like this year they have just soared on wings like eagles all day, every day, because they've waited on you. Lord, I celebrate in that. And I thank you for their faithfulness and for your promise fulfilled in that. But Lord, there are others who have been running a race. It's been a tough year, tough season, tough couple of months, for some just a tough couple of days. And they've been running and they're waiting and they're trusting and they're following. Lord, they're just trying to stay in their lane, trying to do the things that you've called them to do. Help them, Lord, as they listen to your voice and continue to run towards you to win the prize for which you've called them heavenward in Christ Jesus. And for, Lord, anyone hearing these words right now that feels as if they are just having enough strength to close out this year and start another one to put one foot in front of the other, Lord, as they wait on you, I pray that you would bless them with your presence, remind them of your promise, and overwhelm them with your peace. Lord, for I want all of us at Lake Point Church, everybody hearing these words right now, to be the type of people who will commit to loving you more and loving one another more as we get ready to start 2022 later this week. Thank you, Lord, for walking with us every day this last year and for working with us, even when we didn't, me, didn't understand everything that was going on. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for this Christmas. Lord, for the toys that have been opened, for the vests that have been given, for the food that's been shared, for the memories that have been made, but most of all, Lord, for the Savior that was born and the Savior that continues to save today. So, Lord, I pray in these next few moments as the praise team leads us, as Matt leads us in this closing song, that, Lord, if there is anyone gathered in this place or hearing these words at this time that would like to know more about knowing you, having a relationship with you, that they would simply start that conversation right now by introducing themselves. Lord, if there is something they have done that has separated you from them, separated themselves from you, any type of sin, Lord, may they repent of it right now. Lay it down, confess it boldly before your throne of grace. Be specific with those things. But Lord, may they also trust that because of what Jesus has done, not just being born as a baby, but as Jeff said on Christmas Eve, that baby, Lord, was born with the purpose of going to a cross dying for the sins of the world, being buried in the grave and being raised on the third day. Lord, I pray for anyone who would like to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life today. If that is the case, don't let them leave this service, Lord, before they share that with someone else. We thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we promise to trust in you as we finish out this year and get ready to start a new one, Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' holy name.